So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Axis, and thanks to our supporting partners, Mighty 3X Logic and Aura. Also, now I'm joined this week by Trevor Partridge. Now, um, we'll get into it a little bit, but Trevor and I have known each other in various guises for a number of years. Uh, Trevor has more than 40 years, hard to believe I hear you say, uh, business experience in the retail industry, started in 1977 at Marks & Spencer's in commercial management in stores regional and divisional roles and the latter part of the century head office appointments. Now, since 2000, Trevor has specialised in developing operational risk management and resilience solutions. What's that? I hear you ask. Now, uh, leading expansion of business continuity programme within Marks and & Spencer, and that's where I first came across Trevor. Uh, and he's now firmly embedded that in the business culture. 2002, um, he initiated uh, and was a founding member of the Retail Business Continuity Association, an organisation which has been sharing good and best practices across the UK uh, and possibly retail world ever since. Now, tw- uh, was it eight years? I think, uh, Trevor, you might have to correct me on that at Selfridges, embedded within the loss prevention and security team. So, Trevor, welcome. Thank you. Wow, what an introduction. All within well, two minutes, my whole life. In two minutes. Thank you. Flashed before it. Well, there, there is a whole host of other things that you've been up to, um, some of which aren't suitable for family broadcasting. But if you're interested, <laughs> go and Google Trevor uh, and see what comes up. So um, but before we get going, I mean, you've got a you know, you and I came across each other. Um, I used to run an event, uh, business continuity planning for retailers way back when. And you held that uh, sort of uh, uh, mantle, if you like, at Marks and Spencer's. But Young Partridge sat at school, and I'm not sure I've ever asked you this. What did you dream of doing? What What was the uh, was it a life on stage? Was it uh, an airline pilot? What was the actual intended career as a as a teenager? Uh, well, there you go. You you hit the nail on the head there. Bless him, my father. Uh, I remember him saying this to me at quite a young age. Um, he said, uh, "Son." I can only imagine you ever being on the stage. And if you're not, you're going to end up in prison. <laughs> now, I've, I have had a small career on stage. It didn't work out. Um, and thankfully, um, with one or two altercations in my life, have not been to prison too often. <laughs> um, yeah, look, when I first started out, um, I, I, was, I was a keen sportsman. I loved football and I was damn good at it. Um, So I had this real desire to be a career footballer. Of course you do. And the glamour that goes with it. Um, Never did I ever think that, A, I would be um, uh, pushed into a role as a sales assistant in Marks and Spencer, nor, B, end up in a fraud risk security function um, spending 25 years of my life in that in that realm, never. So, so did it start out? You were you were sort of glancing through the classifieds. There was no <laughs> advert from Liverpool Football Club for you know new striker required. So you thought, I know. While I wait for that to appear, let me apply to Marks and Spencer. No, bless her mother. Um, she was sick and tired of me jumping from job to job. Um, I did lots of factory work. I worked in a baker's and a grocer's and she was sick and tired of it. She worked for M&S and she got me that I'll I'll never regret this and I'll I'll always be um, indebted to her. 
she got me a job in Marks and Spencer as a sales system because she thought I could do better. And by crikey, the rest is history. So that was so you literally started off sales assistant, and then was it a continuous service all the way through? Because you went through, like I say, when when you and I first met, which was a few years ago now, you were yeah extremely well known, probably just about the best known man in the business continuity arena because you headed up that function for Marks and Spencer. Was it sales associate all the way through to that? lofty heights with various positions along the way no no there was a career well once once you settle in and um i used to sell suits now of course there's a comedy sketch that we could go to um which we won't nevertheless i used to sell suits and i used to have a real passion for selling suits to the point where i would make sure that every saturday i was in i'd sell more suits than anyone else um People started to notice this young buck who um, knew the customer, knew what they wanted. Uh, I'd sell them a suit, then a shirt, then a tie, then a pair of shoes. And people started to recognize that I had something about me. So it wasn't just sales assistant. Um, I progressed to supervision. I progressed to management. I progressed to department management. I then started to manage stores. Uh, I managed Milton Keynes store back in the late 80s um, and then did some regional. So I progressed. My career just went off. I'll go this way. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, went off at a Richter scale um, and never really stopped <laughs> until I joined the world of risk management. <laughs> <laughs> You sort of hold that up as a as a as a plateau. No, you can't say you sort of plateau. It'd be yeah, you, know, you are the man that people wanted to talk to around that business continuity and risk piece. But you know, you you stayed with MS for for many years before you finally left. I think you went on the consultancy uh, route for a while, and then talk to me about that, and then getting to Selfridges where you are now. How did that little bit of the journey work? <clears throat> Well, first of all, look, thank you for saying that I was the man that people wanted to talk to. I, I think in the retail world, I would um, I would agree with that. There, there were a lot of big guys and still are in the world of resilience and continuity um, that have really stepped into the into the frame and and taken the the, the industry and I'll call it an industry um, forward. Uh, with with gusto but from a retail perspective yes um uh, i i had a uh, a stature in in retail continuity to 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 take it forward uh, let me answer your question stop waffling partridge um uh, as a consultant i did loads of, i i did loads of work for smaller companies and then bless him um john sharp and again i'm indebted to john john was in was synonymous in the BCI world. Uh, he he called me over and said, "Look, I need you to help me in Switzerland." So off I went to. This sounds really glamorous. I went to Switzerland, did a load of work for a company called Roche, um, and helped them with their uh, risk and resilience. Um, and I met someone in in Roche uh, who used to work for uh, Selfridges, and we got to know each other. Um, 
and uh, he he recommended me to Selfridges to help them out as a consultant. Uh, lo and behold, the incestuous world of M&S, Selfridges, Tesco, you know, it's not what you know, who you know. Uh, they came a hooting and a hollering, needing some help to take Selfridges to uh, a better level than they were. Uh, and this is some eight years ago. So it came about that, that um, I, I had a reputation in the retail world and they wanted my support. So, of course, I went along and, and thought, this is, this is, this is going to be, um, this is going to take a while. Uh, I won't be unkind to Selfridges because they still employ me. Uh, so eight years ago, I uh, looked at it and thought, well, we've got some work to do here. Um, and um, here I am eight years later. I always say that if you're taking on board something that needs some help and needs some TLC, it will take 10 years to get it into a position of strength as opposed to anything else. Uh, it took me 10 years, I think, to get MS to where it, it was. Uh, and uh, as, as you said earlier, it, it started as a, a backroom, back office, dust-ridden haven, um, and you turn it into something more palatial because people wanted to understand and listen to what's going on in the world. And the world's become a crazier place in the last 20 years, right? Yeah, sure. So, so the, the structure is so we've got risk and resilience within the loss prevention and security team. Is that how Selfridges structure it? So, have you got a sort of a, a broad remit, or are you focused on the the risk and resilience bit? What's your sort of how do you fit into that structure? Okay, um, so the loss prevention and security function. Let me give you a bit of background because, again, the embryonicy, no, the embryonic. Yeah, embryonic world of loss prevention and security uh, within Selfridges. Uh, it started off primarily uh, as loss prevention. Um, and for two or three years in my time, it was purely loss prevention. And uh, the, the, the business decided, and Paul Davies, who um, uh, my boss currently at Selfridges, I'm not saying currently, still is, still will be. <laughs> Uh, an amazing man. I can't speak more highly of that man. There's a plug for him. Um, he decided that we needed to take on security as well. Uh, I was still a consultant. So um, I was sort of reporting into Paul. Uh, he was developing his team. He took on security and the business decided, well, look, look, let's take on risk and resilience um, as well as as part of the overall risk management process albeit it's not risk management it's loss prevention it's security with that resilience in it um how did that come about uh look uh, there are so many things that go wrong in this world and the world of security in particular uh is synonymous with being able to deal with uh, that sort of thing whether that's uh dealing with terrorist attacks uh, in the uh, uh, 20 odd years ago. And uh, let's, you know, let's assume that that's still going to carry on. Um, but you, you're dealing with incidents all the time. Um, and so uh, as I started to move away from being a consultant to becoming yellow, pardon the expression, Selfridges has a brand 
that's very, very yellow. And I always refer to myself as yellow because <clears throat> I'm no longer a consultant with them. The last three and a half, four years, I've been permanent paid yellow selfridges. Um, and look, it, 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 it developed because, because of that incident management and crisis management tag that um, sits quite well with loss prevention and security. And with, you know, look, you take COVID, you take all of those changes that we've had to face in the last three years, four years. Um, loss prevention and security has gone from zero to hero within Selfridges in a relatively short period of time. Um, and it's because of that that we are forever changing what's going on in the world of Selfridges. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3X Logic. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, you mentioned, I mean, Selfridges has really, you know, come to the fore in terms of, you know, if it's fair to say, sorting itself out, getting on the front foot, being a very, very proactive retailer. It's getting accolades within the industry externally and internally and obviously that's one of the reasons we're speaking today we had uh, the fraud awards here in the uk uh, just recently at the king power stadium and my goodness me something happened didn't it on that uh, on that <laughs> evening <laughs> <clears throat> pause for cough yes i mean you know it's a it's a it's an awards which are peer reviewed so it's an all retailer judging panel as they are all over the world and Selfridges only went and won risk management team of the year from nowhere to to first place I mean were, were you guys and girls quietly confident about that did that did that come out of the blue I mean what was the feeling within the team uh great question Paul um how did we feel we 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 the, if when you say come from nowhere it's a really good point we felt that it was absolutely the right time this year to be able to stand up uh, and say, actually, do you know what? We're, we're having a go now. You know, this is, this is starting to come to fruition because of all those changes that I mentioned earlier in the function, changing function, changing name, changing office, uh, increasing the number of people, COVID, etc cutting costs, all of those things. You then come out the other end and you've got quite a strong, sturdy team. Um, and so we decided this year to, to have a go at uh, the, 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 the awards to see if we could stand up with the rest. We were quietly confident. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people would call it quietly confident that we might win one, maybe two, who knows? Um, and of course, um, this was the last award and we were getting into a little bit of gloom and doom. I have to say <laughs> that by the time we got to, and it was the penultimate award, of course, um, or the penultimate team award and the last one we were up for. I remember looking at the floor thinking, please, just please. And then when it came out, it, the, the elation that goes with that. If anybody uh, uh, has 
feels that they they are still embryonic but wants to have a go an award ceremony or, or get or to, to gain an award and um, have a go because the feeling of uh, elation and joy and pride and every single feeling that you could consider when your your company's name is read out is something to behold it really is and i'm 62 years old and that was something else uh, last Thursday night. Um, Selfridges, as a retailer, um, went through a lot of transition over the 70s and 80s and started to invest an awful lot of money into its flagship store in central London, but also open new stores elsewhere. Um, it's a business that may be regarded as top end, but it's a business that is a destination shop. Mm. People go to London wanting to go to Selfridges when they're in there. And that is massive for any destination and any part of the world to want to go to Selfridges because it's not just about buying a pair of frilly knickers, forgive me. It's the experience, the service. You can go to the cinema at Selfridges. You can get married in Selfridges. You can go roller skating in Selfridges, in the store. There's always something going on to attract a customer to that store. Coupled with all the brands that we uh, have a great association with you know it's you could spend a whole day there and still want to go back tomorrow to 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 witness what's going on so as a retailer it really has found its place in the world of retail um, and is successful as a result of that um, and the new owners that were announced a couple of months ago they mean business uh, and they're going to invest uh, more into the world of Selfridges than we've seen for many, many decades. So the future's really bright and really yellow <laughs> from a Selfridges perspective. Yeah, you, you, you're right, though, when you say it has carved itself up to be a destination. Mm. I mean, I live in the middle of the UK and, uh, and we use the Selfridges in Birmingham. But a day is planned. Yeah, we know where we're going to go for, for lunch because there's numerous restaurants and there's one in there that we like to go to in particular. Yeah. Uh, my boys are nine and ten, so they're shipped off to Nana and Grandad. So my wife and I can can go uh, probably to the benefit of the cash register at Selfridges as well, because we have an uninterrupted <coughs> day. The children do extremely well with their bags of stuff that we take them as well. But you're right. There is nothing else out there. Um, it has found its space. Yeah. And, you know, uh, but yeah, you know, the buying the suit recently and you popped in the change rooms and sir, have you thought about this, this and this? I spent over twice as much as I intended to spend <laughs> because I did come away with the shoes, two shirts and uh, no ties anymore. They've all they've all gone to the charity shop. I'm not sure they're ever going to come out again. But, you know, it, it, it's it is terrific. So it's you've got the outer uh, facade, if you like, that the customers are drawing to. And then talking to people like yourself on the inside, it sounds like a really vibrant exciting place to work it's winning these accolades as well and as much as i tell people 
being shortlisted in itself is a huge achievement because of the vast number of entries we we get interesting to hear your perspective that it yeah it would have felt a little bit of a uh of a, a failure the right word or a, a slight letdown if there'd not been one uh one opportunity to go on the top step and i yeah the cheer was huge from the self <laughs> it's um it's a business that is addictive and look, I've worked for many businesses. I've worked for one big one, uh, Marks and Spencer, as you mentioned. But it, it's one of those companies that they get, they just get it right. I've never worked for a business that I that, that I ha- I've, I've I've so enjoyed my time at Selfridges. They value every single person. Uh, there's a number of values that most businesses have. One of the Selfridges values is embrace every self. Um, and that is the epitome of what they, they, they stand for when it comes to um, valuing what Partridge does in Selfridges. Um, it'll be a wrench to leave at some point, um, And that some point is coming sooner rather than later. Um, whereas when you leave other businesses, you, you, you know, you've, you've done your time. Um, I've got to an age where I think I've done my time in total business. Um, but Selfridges just, they've, to, to value risk and resilience when your primary reason on earth is to serve the customer, take money and make a profit, in that order, of course. Um, for, for them to... Um, they come banging at my door wanting to improve risk and resilience within retail. They want to know what others are doing so that Selfridges can be better at what they do. Uh, They want to learn from other businesses, but they want to be one of the best. Um, And they are demanding, but they love what we do. And so you love what they do. And that whole community is something else. And when you've got a loss prevention and security function that's gone through the mangle and come out the other end and think, let's have a go at an award and then win it, it, it's, it's crazy in the dream world that we're currently in with that award win. So I have to say, you know, so, so, Please, you know, there's some, you know, yourself and some of the others within the function and the team there, you know, they're known within the industry. You know, that mangle is well known as well, you know, and, you know, and to come out at, at what feels like relative speed to, to such a level is something to behold. So, yeah, I was really uh, thrilled to uh, to see you guys get that as well. So huge congratulations to, to no, you and the rest you. of the team. Long, long may yeah, yeah, the success continue. Um, just one final question. You know, with this success, just give us an in- insight if you can about what's coming next, you know, for the for the function. What are you working on? Is there any new projects coming over the hill that you're excited about? Recruitment, what what's going on? And and no, you can't retire just yet, Trevor. Okay, hold that last thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um there, there are many, many projects coming up. Um, I'll be try and be careful in, in how I, I put them across. But, um, for example, 
um, the business is, is looking at its supply chain, um, uh, uh, like many businesses have done beforehand. Um, it, it needs moving into the year 2030, as and when we get to it. It's a massive piece of work there that, that takes us elsewhere, as it were. Um, the huge investment that's going to going to happen in infrastructure and uh, operations from a security operations center is going to be um, unprecedented in a two, three year period. Um, coupled with uh, investment in new systems and technology and cameras within our regional stores, we're, we're having to take ourselves from a relatively low base to a much better place when it comes to the use of technology. Um, recruitment, the, 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 the function's always expanding, always looking at new ways to do things, more efficient ways of doing things. So there'll always be uh, changes in personnel, but also um, changes in, in addition to the function, and there are bound to be changes to that. Um, and then finally, uh, from a loss prevention perspective, um, there's work to be done to continue to drive costs down. Um, and we are uh, determined to, to, to drive that down further. There's been a lot of work done over the last two or three years across that element of loss prevention and security. Um, but that particular part, we've got some, some work to do. So there's, there's never anything that's going to keep us stopping. And certainly, um, as Mr. Davis said on, uh, on Mike on Thursday night, um, we'll be back yeah. challenging for more awards as and when we um, pick up these projects and, yeah. and, and uh, priorities and move um, the function forward even further. Yeah, I think it's absolutely terrific. I'm very excited to hear all the, uh, you know, everything coming over the hill, as it were. Uh, again, huge congratulations to you, uh, uh, to him and the rest of the team, because there is a lot of people uh, that uh, that have worked very hard uh, to achieve the success. Um, so, so pleased that uh, you got that uh, winner's prize at the Fraud Awards recently. And Trevor, thank you so much indeed for taking the time uh, to join me today. It's always a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Paul. Take care.